0: What's up, everybody? What's up, friends and family? Welcome to the Moral Combat Podcast. Moral Combat Podcast! My name is Nathan. And I'm Zach. We are siblings. Hi, sibling. Hey, sibling. How are you, brother? I am too. So good. Really? Yeah. Give it to me. Why are you so good? Oh, no, I was being sarcastic. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and healing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Our main focus from when we started talking about trauma and healing was... Religious trauma. Which not everyone gets out alive from. Definitely not. But we did. We got out alive. We
1: are living. We are living proof that if you were raised with a serious amount of religious trauma, you can still
0: survive. Yes. Um, We were born in the Christian evangelical faith. Um, Our father is a pastor. Still is. And we still also have a high functioning and loving relationship with our parents. Which, yeah, we still do. We still do. And we've really worked on
1: keeping that, especially through this podcast. Um, And it's had its uh, hiccups because of it. Um, But uh, we are at a place right now where I think there's like this middle ground of just love and acceptance.
0: Yeah. I mean, the line in the the sand, there's a line that's been drawn and we don't cross it. They don't cross it. Um, our Aunt Deanna and Uncle Mike were in town from Virginia. Wonderful to have them. So we were just over at their house saying hi to them. And while I was inside the house using the restroom, Aunt Deanna came in and she said, we're not allowed to talk about the podcast, huh? And I said, no. And she said, okay, because that's all I want to talk about and just give you both so much praise with what you're doing. I agree with everything that you're doing. Oh, and it was it. very fast. And then she was like, and your mother's coming in. We'll stop it. And
1: she oh, went to the restroom.
0: It. So Aunt Deanna... You might see this. She said that she loves the shorts. And I said, that's all, Zachary. I do long content, Zach does shorts. She goes, well, I, I'm sorry that I don't watch long content. I is went, she on TikTok? How many, many people do? I don't know. Mm. But, Indiana, we love you. We're yeah. calling you out because, well, that's what you get here. That's what you get here on this podcast. Is if you're a family member that supports us, we're dropping names. We're dropping names. Um, so that's been fun. And, uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to episode 47. Welcome to episode 47. Um, which I see that number everywhere. Yeah, you were just saying that before the podcast. What do, you, what do you mean by that? You see it everywhere. 47? Well, I, before I met Megan, my fiancé, I was seeing the number 818 for years. 818 in numerology, which here on Moral Combat, we consider all forms of... Spirituality, religion, spirituality, <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's fun and exciting, come on, it is. But, um, eight, 18 in numerology basically, in certain ways, stands for the ending of old ways and the beginning of new. And it was like, I started seeing it literally all the time, and I always just think it's like, whatever. And then all of a sudden, pandemic hit, I get engaged, Megan moved, you know, it's like a lot of things, yeah. was like ending of old ways and the beginning of new, yeah was right about 2019, 2020. Yeah. So, I started seeing 47 everywhere for the last, like, year. And I've been calling it out. Receipts, totals, credit card numbers, um, things in the hospital, like, people's heart rates, things, like, timings. Like, you know, it just lands on, like, 247, 847. You know, like, what well, you name it. And so, that's all. I just see the number everywhere. And that's, I don't really go any deeper than that. Yeah. I think it's just...
1: I sometimes go through phases like that where I start seeing a, a certain number. And then I always, I'm like, what is, why does that keep popping up? And then I never look into it.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm the person that's like, let's look into it. I read it and I go, yeah, I didn't even need to look into it. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. That's like the problem with astrology, <laughs> yeah, right? No,
1: the, the, yeah, no, straight up. That's the you read You read your horoscope and you're like, dude, they know me. That, like, no, I think they're just being You're like, why, why did
0: I just go through one of the most brutal breakups in my life? Yeah. I remember my horoscope. I knew it. <laughs> the cosmos. How did they know? How did they? The stars. Know. Yeah. The stars know. If there's any way to look into the stars and see into the future, maybe I'll save myself all that pain. Nope. Nope. Um, anyways, I'm glad you're doing so good. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for being glad that I'm doing good. How you doing? I think I'm doing as well as my hair is. That looks pretty good. Thank you. It's different for me. Yeah. It's long. I'm not getting it cut. It's thinning out and I'm losing it. Nathan's going through a really tough time with his hair thinning.
1: Um, and I think you should, everyone should put in the comments that he looks just really good right now. You, your hair looks good, dude. Your hair looks good. Um, Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't be so hard on yourself, man. Maybe it's the stress that's taking your hair out.
0: You want to know um, something I haven't announced on this podcast yet? Oh, boy. That's making we- me think about my hair more. Oh, yeah. Well, How about you go for it, dude? I uh, um, exactly Some announcements. Um, oh, yeah. We have early announcements. Right. I have jumped into some new adventure, okay. creative adventure for okay. something I've wanted to do, do since I was a kid. And you oh, and I okay. have been talking about it, and we haven't brought it up to have on the podcast yet because I just haven't been ready to announce it. Well, what's this? What's this information? What are you talking about? What's this thing? Nene over here is taking his first acting class in San Francisco. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Love it. Love it. Yep. Um, I'm doing a six-week, I think it's a six-week acting class on auditioning and... It's six weeks? I thought it was four. No, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it is four.
1: No, it might be six. I didn't look too much into it. I think it's
0: five or six. It's a lot of weeks. It's it's enough weeks and it's four hours on Tuesday nights. That means from when I work from 5 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. get off around 2.30 or 2. And then I hike on over to San Francisco around 5 p.m.
1: <laughs> 5 p.m. is the worst time to hike to San, I, San Francisco. Well, I have to
0: go, right? That time, like, 5.30. You and need then to leave I a little early. class is 7 to 11 p.m. Mm. And then I drive home from San Francisco, get home around 12.30 at night, and then I go back to work at 5 p.m. Good for you, man. Next five weeks. You'll be hearing it on this podcast. So, when's
1: the first week? August? is August starts? 1st, Tuesday nights, yeah. So, it starts August 1st? Yeah. Oh, man. I'll be. I'll be how, how about this? I'll be praying for you.
0: Oh, don't. I don't need that. Okay. Okay. I feel like I'll probably fail. No. Um, you do whatever you want, okay? Okay. You can do whatever you want. No, I'm not going to be praying for you. Big fan of prayer. Yeah. Um, ask me a question. Can you, ask, can you ask me a question? Let me ask you a question. Why are you doing this? Ask me that. Uh, why are you doing this, man? Why am I adding more onto my plate? Yeah,
1: here. How, how, about, how about, let, me refer, let me rephrase this. Uh, I've been watching you go through just hell with your nerves and your anxiety and this pain of this class coming up. And you are so afraid and you are terrified and you've always wanted to
0: do this and you've always never
1: wanted to do this.
0: Right. Why are you doing this? I like the way you phrase that. Thank you. you he's, he's telling the truth. I have had more anxiety and fear about this silly little acting class than anything else I've done in my life and I don't even know how long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, this podcast has opened the door to what it feels like for me to be back in front of a camera. And I've like thoroughly enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. The editing, the tediousness, keeping up with it, talking about religious trauma, all of that's heavy. That can take, that can be really tiring. Not getting a view count you want, feeling like there's not a community that makes you feel motivated to keep going. That's hard. Mm. But sitting in front of this camera right now, in front of all of you, looking dead into the lens, talking about my feelings, I could keep doing this. Mm. And so, I was like, Nathan's wanted to be an actor his whole life, but he chose music because that's what we did in church and that's just what happened after church. And so, it was like, and I just never, I was in drama in high school and was in high school plays and I've always been a insanely, you know, uh, what is the name, Uh, like cartoony, outgoing, in-your-face person with Mm -hmm. a lot of energy and so... It just seemed fitting that I stopped running from the truth, which is that I just want to get into acting more. I just want to do it for fun. Like, I actually enjoy it. So then my partner, Megan, was a huge support and really pushed me to just do something about it. And it took me months and months to follow through with that. And then some shit hit the fan about two months ago. I and mean, we've talked about a little bit on this cast, but we're not doing anything specific. Let's rephrase that. A fan hit the shit. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fan hit the shit. Shit's yeah. on the ceiling yeah. and a fan went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, dude, I was leaving that and the up the fan's there. just out there throwing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, whoa. 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 This yeah. is crazy. Normally the fan, shit hits the fan. I've never seen a fan hit the shit. Exactly. Exactly. And so when that started to happen, I was like, oh, here's a great idea. Let's counteract that suffering and that anxiety and that stress with more stress, mm. but stress that I choose. Mm. And that's called what counter stress. You used to call it growing up. You used to call it eustress. It is It is eustress. Is that, is that really the term? I mean, eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. I think I'm going to butcher. I mean, it's basically just stress on the body that isn't negative. Mm. Right. Like, uh, and the example I always use about eustress is like sex, is a stress? It's like stress on the body. Working out is stress on the body. Mm-hmm. But these are things that are good for you. It's like good stress, healthy mm-hmm. stress. I don't know if the anxiety and fear I've been feeling about this class coming up and the scripts, like the big scripts I'm having to learn. It's been stressful. And so, I don't know if that's necessarily like it's my blood pressure's been up. I'm freaking out, you know. But like the thing is, is I chose that. Mm. So, whether that negative stress is like bad or whatever, it's not like I... It wasn't just, imposed on you. No. Yeah. You you, you are choosing the stress. And the truth is, I actually want to do it. Yeah. And and the only way you're going to do it is to get through this stress. Exactly. Yeah. And so when shit when the fans been hitting the shit, it's kind of like, yeah, but you know what? There's nothing you can do about that. So why don't you do something about it? Mm-hmm. So now I'm doing something about it, and I feel like I'm living a, I'm actually living my life, mm. which is like a silly little acting class at night once a week, and I'm like, that's why I'm freaking out about it because mm. it's like. I don't really know the last time that I was like outside of music, where I was like putting myself in an uncomfortable zone that was like in front of a camera, still creative, still on the stage. Lots of work, tedious work. Probably I mean, not since blouse. Yeah, exactly, not and since, even blouse was, was like a, like ago. a safety
1: net of all of that. Very safe right. in comparison, where this is just pure vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, and it's in, in an intensive acting class. With probably other actors who have acted. Yeah,
0: and they've probably been to a lot of auditions. Yeah. I have not been to one. You very well might be
1: the only person sitting there and they'll go around on the first class. This is just hypothetical and ask why everyone's here. What are you taking the class for? And you might be the only person that'll be like,
0: I've never acted. I'll be like, (laughs) I started a podcast about religious trauma. Now my life is here. Yeah. It's like literally kind of, I think how... Yeah. Everything that we've just done over the last year has led me to being honest about this right here. Yeah. The relationship with the camera I enjoy. Yeah. Is it stressful? Yes. Do you have anxiety? Yes. Do you want to do it all the time? No. But like the moment we're in front of the camera and we're being characters, Mm -hmm. you know, which this is the most honest thing we've done ever in front of a camera. But we're still being characters and we're still like performing in a way. And like, I just love it. and I miss it. Yeah. And so why not just jump in and... See what happens. Can't wait to see you in the next Barbie film. It's very possible that I might be performing some of these characters with my scripts on this podcast. Nah, I'm not sure if I'm going to allow that. We'll see next week. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. Um, and I don't mean just to just snap it out. And Is there anything you want to update with? Um, I'm just going to leave it nice and quick. Um, I've been having some
1: serious writer's block. Mm. Um, and I've been going through very chronic back pain which has been interfering with my ability to be creative. And so, um, and I'm, only, I'm not using that as an excuse. It's just really true. It's hard to sit totally. for long periods of time. And my back pain is actually getting worse. And so I'm just in the stuck period where I am uh, quite behind on my schedule of releasing a song a month this year. Um, and I've gotten, I'm trying to get over being disappointed in myself because I have done a lot this year already. Um, and I have two new songs that um, I are like half made and I am working on. So, there is some creati- creativity happening. But in the terms in the world of Signs music, I'm a little behind. But like you said, the fan hit the shit in a lot of people's lives. And especially mine and especially yours. And so, um, I'm just trying to be okay with what is present to me now. And I'm very happy that we're still doing this podcast. Because I'm still being creative. Um, and yeah, that's the update there. Yeah. No. Sorry
0: about your back. If you have no idea what he's talking about with his back, then do yourself a favor and get more involved with our podcast. Yeah, get more involved. Because he talks about the back pain a lot. It's, this is week
1: 16. So it's been a quite a handful of episodes. You want
0: 16 episodes of back? You go back and you watch oh, on okay. it.
1: That's nuts, dude. We, I should try that tonight. Go back 15 episodes and in, see if my back pain just kicked in.
0: Um, we got to jump into it, Zach. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, but here's a th- question I have for you really quick before we jump into today. Are we recording everything? Is the audio recording? Did you see me checking everything? I just didn't double check it. Uh, audio's recording. Perfect. So. Yeah, everything looks Um, good. Um, we shot this shit a little bit longer than we wanted because it's very possible that, uh, tonight, today, whenever you're watching this, this podcast, this topic could, um, stretch out into two, maybe even three episodes.
1: Very, very, uh, likely to, uh. Very possible I think
0: it's actually going, I think this podcast is going to bleed into next week as well. Yeah. Um, which is fine for us because we like that. Oh,
1: yeah. And this is going to be, a. a, a we've been talking about doing this segment yeah. on this podcast since I want to say episode 15 mm. or so. Um, and we were trying to figure out a way where we could just do it live. Um, and I'm glad we're doing it this way where we've already kind of, yeah. Absorbed everything. We have things we want to say because I don't know if I could be openly talking about it live. I think I would get so distracted so
0: quickly. No, for sure. We finally have watched the amazing, amazing. brutal documentary called Jesus Camp. Yes. Uh, this is a film. Do you have like the director's names? Did we get any of that? Um. <clears throat> It's okay if you didn't. I'm not going like, to worry about it.
1: I didn't. I, I read their names multiple times. I don't know if I wrote down their names. I took all my notes in my anatomy lab notebook that I
0: found in my uh, closet. The, uh, this movie, Jesus Camp, this documentary was really hard to watch. We were both, Zach watched it on his own. I watched it on my own. And we both kind of um, had a really hard time getting through it. And then we talked a bunch about it on our own and it became very clear that that's why this podcast might last a couple of podcasts because a lot of this documentary that we watched, um, and we're going to be showing some clips of it this episode and potentially next episode, and we're about to show the trailer, um, but it's a documentary that takes place in Missouri Missouri, and follows um, a specific church that runs a, an extreme evangelical Christian fundamental Camp that takes kids from the ages of you know seven, eight all the way up to about like thirteen or fourteen in you know like kids' camp, and uh, it's a documentary that follows this church, these leaders and these kids into this camp
1: very, very, very well done documentary um, it, I was just the whole time questioning how they got all this footage and how they were able to film all this and get these leaders to be so open with them because it's like they're Putting it, it would be like if a serial killer w- was being filmed for a documentary and they were showing you how they got away with everything and how they killed all these people. And then the documentary comes out and you're like, but now you're screwed because everyone knows what you've done. That's legit how it felt. Like, I was like, I don't know how they were so trusted, the people filming all of this, because it seems like either there was they communicated to the church differently or if, if the, the, the footage was supposed to be used for something else and then that was used for documentary. Yeah. There was so much trust there.
0: Absolutely. And what, however these, so the, the two ladies that directed and made this film are Heidi Ewing and Rachel Grady uh, distributed by Magnolia Pictures, A&E Networks was a box office of one million um, and it was released September 15th, 2006 um, which is the exact year that I was the one about the same year 2005 2006 was when I walked away from the faith um which is interesting but um why don't we just jump into it okay we're gonna go ahead and show you the trailer and we're gonna watch it too and start our conversation let's
1: do it baby
2: this is a sick old world kids you gotta change things boys and girls can change the world absolutely
0: There are two kinds of people in the world people who love Jesus and people who don't.
2: Speak the word of the Lord. Where should we be putting our focus? I'll tell you where our enemies are putting it. They're putting it on the kids. How long have you been a Christian? At five, I got saved Yeah. because I just wanted more of life. You go into Palestine, and they're taking their kids to camps like we take our kids to Bible camps, and they're putting hand grenades in their hands. I got Jesus. I got Jesus. How about you? There's an excitement, yet there's a peace with it all, too. It's really cool. I really feel that we're a key generation to Jesus coming back. And we are a generation that needs to rise up and run with that baton.
1: Yeah. How many of you want to be those who would give up their lives for Jesus? We're
2: being trained to be God's army. Not enough! Of righteous
1: judges. There's a new church like this every two days in America.
0: 25% of the American population. That's about 80 million people.
1: If the evangelicals vote, they determine the
2: election. They've taken over the White House, Congress, the judiciary for a generation. This is just the tip of the iceberg. This means war! This means war! Are you a part of the
0: God, man. <sighs> Woof! That's just the trailer. So, I mean, that trailer gives you a really good idea. It, it's kind of it, like... great. It's
1: great trailer. When you're
0: watching the trailer, you're like... It was made, the way the trailer was made to be like... I think a smart person's like, oh, wow, they're like making a documentary about these crazy people. These people are crazy. <laughs> these yeah. poor kids. But an evangelical might look at that trailer and be like, thankfully, they're spreading the good word. Because the trailer isn't saying anything bad about it. It's like no. an even-handed approach. So is the whole documentary. The whole documentary. There's no opinion against it in the documentary. The documentary is just documenting what they're doing. I mean, there are there are artistic opinions. Oh, for sure. There is some there is some imagery, man, where it's just like, mm. you know, like there's the blood, all of the talking of blood and how they show colors and whatnot. And so, um, yeah. That was the trailer and we have five clips that we've saved in a ton of notes. But before we jump into our first clip, let's just, um, how you feeling? Give it to me, Zachary. Um, What's on your mind? Man, I
1: have so many mixed emotions because, I mean, I went to at least three camps a year. And one of them was a, like a missionary camp. We talked about gleanings. We always went to gleanings every year. And then normally there was a summer and a winter camp and the summer camp was, was that, um, it wasn't that identically in terms of the, um, some of the acts that they would do, but it was very much like we did plays. We talked extreme and, um, we were kind of brainwashed as kids and it doesn't feel like brainwashing when you're in it, but The camps were like extraordinarily brainwashing because you're separated from home, you're 24 hours a day talking about Jesus, you're reading your Bible. When you play a game, it's about Jesus. Everything's about a message. Everything's about learning how to be an evangelical, about how you're supposed to go out into the world in the future and how you're supposed to be saving people. And you're 10 years old, you're 11 years old, you're 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, you stop believing a little bit and you're like, this is tough. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. But for those developing years, like these kids that you watch in this film, like we were those kids. So, this was maybe one of the hardest things I ever had to fully watch. I wanted to stop watching immediately when I put it on. And that's when I texted you and I was like, good fucking luck. (laughs) Because, dude, it was so, so, so hard for
0: me. I stopped it three times. Yeah.
1: I was triggered the entire time. Every single scene I was
0: triggered. And, uh when you were watch, when you're watching this film and there's so much of the kids, so much brainwashing, there's so much manipulation, there's so much, like, stuff in it, did you feel bad for these kids? Yeah, I didn't, um, because I was one of those
1: kids. Um, and that's a weird thing to say because I should feel bad for these kids but because I've went through it and I'm 30 now and I'm doing this having a podcast talking about all the trauma I have from these types of situations that I was raised in um, I don't feel bad for feeling that way Um, I more wonder how
0: these kids are doing Mm. well they're
1: definitely our age now well no they're not our age they're actually younger than us um, because it came out in 2007 I guess you're right well there's
0: you know they're late 20s
1: early 30s Er, er, yeah early 30s later 20s around there so close yeah closer to our ages but maybe not exactly our age but even just like the time period of this this film where they talk about a lot about george bush you talk a lot about um um islam and uh the fear of terrorism yeah and uh i I remember all that uh, after the uh terrorist attack on the two towers and how the church took that message and um just so much blinding forced upon these children, so much fear doctrine during that time, and praise towards a a, a president that would be a, a lover of Jesus, you know, because he was a very openly Christian president, and um, they thought of him as a god. And there's even a scene where they bring out the George Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know, I don't know what you call that, but just like,
0: like the cardboard cardboard cut full out, cut cut out, and they're t-
1: like praising him life in no a way. Um, there's just so many weird things that were reminded me of what it was like to be 12 because that's about the age I was in 2007. I want to remember properly, but maybe I'm not. But um,
0: I mean, I was 2007. I was about 14, 15. Yeah, so I was about 12, 13, yeah, you're 12, 13. I mean, so you're uh, that kid in the on, movie yeah. Levi.
1: Levi, yeah, it's like right around his age. Yeah, and so a lot of the things they're talking about going on in society too brought me trauma and triggering because I, I could I hopped back into my childhood self, feeling trapped feeling stuck in my thoughts and not knowing why I was so anxious. And um, yeah, so I, d- I didn't feel bad
0: for the kids. Did you feel bad for the kids? Good God, no. Yeah. I mean, of course I do. My, Evan, your nephew, yeah. my son is 12 years old right yeah. now. And so, it's – I – there's a character in the movie named character. There's a person, kid in the movie named Levi, who's like the main. He's like the most evangelical kid. He's so innocent. He's so sweet. He's got a weird little haircut, mm. like a long ponytail, like. And he like it's they like make him feel so special, and he's so powerful. He's so anointed by God, and like so, we're gonna have you do a kid sermon to the kids. Mm. Do you think you want to do that? Do you want to give a sermon to the kids? You're one of them. And he's like, Who, me? I get to preach? I'm that worthy. And they show him like practice. And they show him practicing. And it was like I paused right when he, there's a scene in the movie where he's practicing his sermon and he's like going over his lines and what he wants to talk about. And I pause it there. Cause I did the same exact shit. Yeah. I got to teach a sermon at a kid's camp. I was the president of the Christian club mm-hmm. in seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. I was the kid who went to three camps laid on my face in dirt, yeah. in tears, outside in front of a fire for two hours. How old was I? 11 years old. Mm. And I remember my best friend that I've had for my entire life. We live across the whole country now. I'm not going to say his name. And he was laying right there in the dirt looking at me for support. And I'd say, get down on the dirt. He got down on the dirt. Mm. So, I was a leader. I was, I was anointed. I was, you know, the pastor's son. And yeah. I, my... I'm also going into acting, like I announced. You can imagine the same personality. Hey, put him on a stage. Mm. Make, sure he's, make sure he feels famous and powerful and that he's doing the Lord's work. Dude, it... <sighs> so, that was my... I, I was super triggered.
1: Yeah. With it, it, The second you mentioned that before the podcast, that Levi reminded you a lot of yourself. I was like, oh, 100%. Instantly, he comes up and he's like this evangelical figure. I'm like, that's my brother. 100%. <sighs> just that just was brutal. my brother. And uh, that was triggering to watch that, and then it also made me reflect on Austin, uh, the the lovely gentleman that we interviewed on yeah. episode eighteen. Awesome, because he talked a lot about coming from the Bible Belt, and this is this is straight Bible Belt, yeah, and the most strict part of the Bible Belt, I would think. And uh, he talks but a lot this about these
0: camps, but yeah, but that, but these are th- this movie. I know that there's things that are different, yeah, but I experienced this at summer camps multiple times, yeah, me too. So it's like well, I don't care if you're Bible Belt, in Missouri or Cal, like. Wherever you are, this is, this is why the power of the Supreme Court and the, like, presidency and, like, literally there's so many people that are running this culture and, mm-hmm. like, the fundamental evangelical Christians of this country. And so, and that's why we started this podcast. We started this podcast almost a year and a half ago, like, and we, what we saw during the pandemic in our own family, with our parents, with other friends, with politics, like, just life yeah. – It was kind of like, okay, it's time. to You want to start a podcast? Start just doing something? And I think that like... uh, So, this is... It's just not far from home at all. In fact, it feels like our child. Like, this movie feels like somebody made a documentary on our childhood. 100%. And we were pastor's kids. Yeah. So, a lot of the kids in this film weren't the pastor's kids. They Mm -hmm. were just kids of families and their parents were sending them off. They were all homeschooled. Yeah. Well, we were the pastor's kids. And so the reason why I didn't feel too bad was because some of them looked like they had it easy. Yeah. Like if you go to a camp like that and you get all riled up and then you come home and that's your life every day, every year until you're 15, 16. And you're like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then the family's like, get out, go, yeah, get out of here. It's like, you're going to have some issues. Yeah. um, And the leaders in this film um, reminded me they looked the same. And I know you're thinking of the one woman, maybe like the main woman in this movie, Fisher mm, is her yeah. name, right? She's like the wildest. Becky, Becky Fisher. Becky Fisher. It's still a lot. There is a woman that I'm thinking about right now who ran kids' camps who looked just like her.
1: If I, if I can't, can't say I, it, I, I know, but just if I don't do, even, you don't do even, it, cause I, I want to you know, know who it is. No?
0: Don't even say, you know who it is. Maybe, I don't know. It could uh, be, It could be three people. The they room, have a right? church here in town.
1: Okay. And it's. Did we just run into them? No. Okay. So a different person. Yeah.
0: I'll just do this.
1: Oh, okay. I wasn't even thinking about her.
0: I'll have to like, if, if that came out. <laughs> but like. No, that any totally triggered me and reminded me of like the power. Yeah. Of that woman in the, in the movie is like, oh, my God, this is identical to what that person was doing. Coming up with brilliant crafts and weird toys and ideas to, like, connect childhood with the war against Islam, childhood with the war against abortion, childhood with what do you name it? It was
1: like, let's figure out. Or how can we how can we make this fun childhood craft brainwashing to the children? Right. That's really what it is, because when. Becky Fisher is going through all their crafts they have in that closet and whatever she's showing how they have all these demonstrations. It's like, yeah, every click cake class I was in, every um, childhood ministry I was a part of, there's always these weird analogies where they would have you make like a mask or something and they'd be like, this is your mask. This is your, like, blah, blah, blah. And it always related to something with Jesus dying on the cross for your sins and death and hate in this world and you're going to save Yeah, people. this world
0: is is full of hate and it's dying and yeah. you're the only, you're the answer. Yeah. You're, the generation yeah. that's gonna, you're the generation that's going to you're the generation that's going to change the country. This is God's world, you know. And so um yeah, this documentary is no joke. Let's go ahead and jump into our first clip and uh, take it from there. What do you say? Let's do that. Okay. Um this clip here Uh, is uh, a clip from inside one of the family's houses of all these kids that are, all of them are homeschooled, right? Uh, There was a, this is back in 2007, 75% of all homeschoolers in this country back in 2007 were evangelicals. 75% who was homeschooled growing up, ding, ding dong, until seventh grade, until fifth grade for you. And so uh, that's a real thing here. So, this first clip talks, uh, shows a family at the dinner table or whatever, and they're doing the Pledge of Allegiance and the Pledge of uh, Allegiance to the flag or whatever, which is not the normal Pledge of Allegiance, and then a Pledge of Allegiance to the Bible. Triggering much? Yes, because I remember this. And keep an
1: eye on what f- the two flags they're using. There's not just one American flag. Yeah. There's
0: another mysterious flag. It's a weird Crusader flag. Yeah. Um, we're going to watch it, too. So, here we go.
2: Can you have a cookie? You can have a cookie. Can I have a cookie? Okay. All right, let's do the Pledge of Allegiance first now that everybody is, before we get on to something else. Jenny, Christian, will you stand up, please? Okay. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag, to whose Savior, to whose kingdom it stands, one brotherhood uniting all Christians in unity and in love. Okay. 10 on the Bible. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's, God's holy, holy word. word. I will, I will make, make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my, my path. path. I will, will hide its word in, in my heart, heart that I might not sin, not sin against, against God. God. Here. Continue. Very good, everybody.
0: Hmm. That was beautiful. I pledge allegiance to the Christian, Christian flag, flag, which is the white flag with the blue cross in the corner. Yeah. I think it's a blue cross. Yeah. That's the Christian. I pledge allegiance not to the American, the, mm, Christian, the flag Christian flag and the brotherhood mm-hmm. and God's kingdom. Yeah. His will be done. His will be done. And then, but wait, you're not done yet. I pledge allegiance to the Bible. Mm hmm. Rough.
1: Rough, dude. Absolutely rough. Uh, just. So strange, like that that's, that's the only way I could think about it is, um and I know there's houses that still run this way um, and that are so, so many that are
0: still this strict way more um, now if there's a pandemic yeah. homeschooling went up like I don't even know the number, but it's ridiculous how many families started homeschooling again yeah uh, it's just. That, that is just weird. So the Pledge of Allegiance is a problem to begin with. Yeah, forcing like everyone had to do the Pledge of Allegiance in our age growing up, and when we hit public school, it wasn't just, just the uh, weird homeschool stuff. It was like they, they, they didn't now face school. the flag, stand up every morning, we're yeah. gonna sing it as a school. Yeah, and it seems like those a lot of those things, at least I would imagine those are being broken down. I don't think Evan does the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good thing to ask. But the the Pledge of Allegiance is weird, forcing kids to sing some national.
1: Anthem creates
0: nationalism. So, that's already dangerous. You know, it's like American exceptionalism. You know, we can do nothing wrong. America can do nothing wrong. Sing the song. Look at the flag. Put your hand over your heart. One nation under God. Even though it's separation between church and state, but
1: one nation under God. There's definitely no separation between church and state, at least during this time and still now there's no separation between church and state.
0: One of the clips I saved is there's a radio host that they have for the whole documentary who's like the one person who's the outlier, who's not an evangelical. The opposing view on a radio. And he's like a radio host who like does a radio show on the corruption of fundamental evangelical Christianity in this country. And
1: nothing in the film he ever even really is just like straight calling them out. Are calling um, Becky out at all? She He like, like maybe towards the end he kind of slightly does, but he's just more of like I still support like like the the praise of Jesus and all that, but enforcing no, no, it no. upon no.
0: children. I don't know if he. Did. I think he. I saved a clip. Oh really? Yeah, that's really good of just the one time where he was like calling out because it was really hard to know what side he was on. Yeah, but you know, yeah, he is because at the very end of the film he's yeah. like takes his headphones off and he's like. <laughs> the more you look into it, the crazier it gets. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, dude. Good job. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're tired. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, like conditioning these kids from the house. You have education. You're going to be inside the house. Yeah. You're going to learn what we teach you. Yeah. Um. Because creationism. Yeah. Um, is the, that's what's true. And evolution? That's a lie. Yeah. And so, the way that they, like, manipulate even, the kids. Even, like, that
1: in the beginning scene when Levi is, like, his mom's talking to him or something about, like, why he's not in public school. No, why that not, scene was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then she, she's, like, because uh, creationism is blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, well, I wouldn't laugh at that. And he's, like, well, evolution. He's, like, oh, I'd laugh at that.
0: Well, she was, like, would you rather have a teacher... That's teaching you about create like some sort of like putting him, like didn't even let the kids speak. And he's like, just telling she's like telling him, yeah. her son, like, this is how you're going to, yeah. this is when he's like, this is what makes sense. Full that was, dude, uh, very
1: triggering for me. That was so prevalent in our lives. Oh, yeah. We, we can't have you in public school. They're going to teach you about evolution. Yeah. Like it's this satanic, yeah. horrible theory. And then that if we get taught it, we're going to believe it. And then we can't
0: believe in God. And they're going to let you read books that are of the devil. Yeah. Like Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter. And did you notice the (laughs) Lord of the Rings book? What Lord of the Rings book? Oh my gosh. I
1: wonder if I put that in my notes. But at one of the houses, I think it's either at Levi's house or one of the kids' houses, right in the beginning, there's this one shot where it's in the kitchen. Right in the center of the kitchen is the Lord of the Rings.
0: That's crazy. I miss that because there's a whole scene where they're at the camp and this woman is literally like shaking on the mic. Like, if Harry And she makes this line, which is crazy. She goes, if Harry Potter was alive in this time of the Bible, they would have had him killed. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. They're like, no wonder why Harry Potter was hated. Like, yeah. We had the same experience. Like, yeah. for some, Harry Potter was just the evil warlocks are of the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what Witch, like,
1: Witchcraft.
0: Witchcraft. And so, they're like preaching. They're sc- these kids are screaming it. And then yeah. they're like calling out the one kid who has glasses. And they're like, you look like Harry Potter. And he's like all like offended, you know, it's like, how dare you look like Harry Potter, the devil. Jeez. Jeez. It was man. wild. Absolutely wild. So much of this film is wild. Almost mm-hmm. every single scene is pretty fucking wild. And there's no real, It's just lets you just sit, you just have to yeah. sit through it and yeah. you decide how you want to feel. And then yeah. there's great artistic imagery. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, the energy's out there. We'd love to interview the directors and the kids that <laughs> yeah. were in this film, you know, like, um, it's possible that we'll just keep uh, stretching out this Documentary and see how much we can get out of it. Yeah, um, because it's hitting uh, the nail on the coffin. No pun intended. Totally, hundred um, percent. Do you want to jump into another clip, or do you want to chart? Do you want to talk about a few of our notes? Let me. Uh, let me uh, read uh, this quote that
1: I took from uh, Miss Fisher, Becky Fisher, the head Pentecostal preacher that ran the camp. She's the starter of the camp. She said this. This is in the film. I'm not even trying to be rude.
0: Give it to me. I'm moving the mic out of the way for this one.
1: She said this. I can go to a playground of kids that don't know anything about Christianity, lead them to the Lord in no time at all. They are so usable in Christianity.
0: Well, that's what this entire film is about. They literally are building the army of God starting at the age like seven or six. She even comments
1: later on the film, liberals would be terrified. Look at them. And yeah, that's that, when they have the tape over their face. face. And they have all the kids standing outside of the White House or whatever they're doing. And it's like, yeah, we. I guarantee you they were. Because that looks like terrorism. There's that a, looks horrific.
0: There's a scene where they're at the camp. And there's this older man who's like shaking on the stage. And he's like do you want to be the army that fights abortion? And the kids are like, "Ah!" yeah, like freaking out. And then he is ripping pieces of red duct tape where all the kids are in a line and he's sharpening and writes life Life on the red duct tape and puts it over their mouth. And as he's putting it over their mouth, he's saying things like this. Oh, that, that tape looks really good on your mouth. And when I heard that, that I was like, it looks so beautiful on your mouth. I was like, Oh, (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) It's yeah, like the creepy, old, weird things with kids is too real. So real. Also, something else I want to just point
1: out in this film, and I'm not going to say it's 100% white, but something – I did
0: count three people of color. I Yes, and so that – I mean, I, I – it's still majority white. Yeah. But there are some individuals of color in this documentary, and there is a one scene – which we're about to show right now mm. that, You know what, let's just play the next clip okay, Let's just go to the next one This next clip, a um, couple minutes long And is where they're at the camp I believe this is day one of the camp And um, I'm going to let the clip speak for itself
1: I think I know what you want to
0: do. Let me pull this up here And here We go
2: Say God Fix the world How many of you know that this is a pretty sick old world? This is a sick old world. Well, then let's just fix it. Somebody get your tools out and let's just fix this old world. Kids, you've got to change things. We got too many Christian grown ups that are fat and lazy. They don't want to give up their evening meal. They don't want to fast for a three day fast or a 40 day fast or whatever. Do you know Muslims train their children from the time they're five years old to fast during the month of Ramadan? Listen, we hold the keys, we can change the world. Boys and girls can change the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah.
0: I need you to get
2: serious, serious with God. Say, God, I'm here to be trained. I'm here for an education. I'm willing, God. I'll do, what you want me to do. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you don't open your mouth, the Holy Spirit can't talk. All right, now I want everyone to raise your hands, and we're going to pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Let's do it. Oh, we love you, Jesus. So we love you, Jesus.
0: The greatest day of your life next to the day you got saved. So, give
2: me a minute here. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. Should have done a warning before that clip. Should have been like trigger uh, warning for anybody that suffers. Religious trauma. trauma.
1: Yeah, seriously, that's like one of the most triggering.
0: Um, so it's even hard to comment. Just on Just showing that clip. There, you saw a person of color mm. with the white gentleman behind him yelling
1: at him. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> holy
0: fuck! This looks terrifying. So scary. So terrifying. Like I'm getting goosebumps even re. I mean, because it's so fucking real. <laughs> yeah. And when I – so, when I saw this scene in, like, the very last clip there at the very end where it shows, like, it goes, like, a little green is the poster for the film. is that little girl. Yeah. Is – speaking in tongues was something that I heard so much and it was encouraged. But even at such a young age, no matter how deep I was in, no matter how manipulated or brainwashed I was – there was this, as a kid, there was a part of me that was just always being like this. And this was so weird, but I was like, I don't know if I can get on board with tongues. Yeah, me too. And I don't know why that was the case or where that came from. It was just like, I tried it. I remember being a young kid and just being like, oh. and I remember being like, what the heck am I doing? Yeah. Like, How is the Lord? And then like, I remember being a kid in church. And I, there was it's, some sermon was going on. This is not a camp. And all of a sudden, a woman stands up in the middle of the sermon. And I'm just like, everyone's freaking Terrified, out, yeah. So scared. Yeah. And people around us are like, don't worry. It's the Lord Jesus. The Spirit just enters. Yeah. Just, just let it happen. And then this person finishes right after somebody stands up and goes, I will translate. And translates whatever the speaking in tongues was. Somebody had the gift from God to be able to translate tongues. And so, they translated what they said. Eyes rolling in their head, this Lord Jesus, and I was just like, "None of this feels good." Like as a kid, I remember being like, "This doesn't feel like good." It just—it feels, it feels like manipulation. It feels weird. Yeah, it just feels creepy. It, it, it take the
1: creepy out of it. It doesn't feel like this is real. Right. It never felt real to me. Every time I saw someone speaking in tongues, I'm like, "Are you that desperate for attention right now?" That was my first thought every time. Yeah. It never felt like. Jesus is speaking through you. One, I have no idea what you're saying. Two, it's very loud, and obnoxious. And three, I have no idea
0: what you're saying. <laughs> so I went on a retreat, and this is where I'm going to make a connection here. Okay. Do I believe that there is real like kids that are like, I mean this is real. these are ten year like, eight year olds that yeah. are bawling who are like speaking wild, gibberish, and then shaking on the ground, right and I went on a retreat recently that was all about plant medicine. And let me tell you, some of the tongues I heard from people, their process of being on this plant medicine, and the sounds I heard, Mm -hmm. and the experience I had is that I think that they are what's happening with like praying in tongues and putting this pressure and these long sermons. And these kids are so, you're so innocent and you're so young. That the the, cap- the ability to have visions, like literally like a drug trip or an LSD trip, but to be able to have that through hours of deep breathing and worship and then being like told by these adults and feeling guilt and feeling shame and then feeling power and then feeling motivated and then an adult being like with the Lord Jesus inside of you putting their hands on your chest and being like speak in tongues and you're like, Halala. you know, it's like the weird thing is that. It is drugs. It's like this is completely there might not be an actual physical drug being given to the kids, but this is like mental drug warfare mm. where they're being like put into states that are like so highly manipulative and so they're also being effective. They're also being forced into those states. That's too. what I'm saying though. Is it's like a,
1: you're like especially from these families, you're gonna you're going to the camp or you you're going to church. You're going to Becky Fisher's sermon tonight. You're going. And it's only children. And a couple adults, but only children. And they come back on fire for Jesus. When in reality, it was, you didn't have a choice in the matter. You're going to go and you're going to be forced to speak tongues because everyone else around you are going to be speaking tongues. You're going to have some sort of experience. It's going to change and shape the rest of your life because how could that not be God?
0: And give it your all then. And you're
1: going to your, you, so give it your all. So you give do, it your all. And you do. And then what happens? So many y- years of your life are to. Trying to save people, trying to be an evangelical, and either it works for you for the rest of your life and you're not traumatized, or the 99% of you are traumatized. Ignorance
0: is bliss. If you are ignorantly walking the walk, talk, blah, 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 you may never know. Yeah. You may live your entire life just ignorantly uh, handing down the same fucking trauma. Yeah. But let me ask you a question, all these camps that you've been through and like the crazy shit that we've been through and whatnot, do you ever have visions? Visions. Did you ever have weird things during these afterglows, the crazy oh, nights? I, I mean, I had multiple weird
1: things. I, I just struggled a lot with um, knowing the right thing to do. Um, there's so much, I had so much like ego battles between like, do I raise my hands? Do I not raise my hands? Do I pray? I need to pray harder. I need to pray harder. I need to pray harder. It was always about um, if I'm not hearing God's voice, if I'm not getting the message, it's my fault. It's always on me. Mm. And so there's multiple afterglows, multiple camps where I would be like hands in the air trying so fucking hard to feel God, to hear from God. I need the fucking message. Like, that's what would be going through my head without the cursing, of course, because cursing was just the worst thing I could ever think of. But just like reaching and crying and, and bawling my eyes out and feeling like I felt something.
0: But a vision, never had a vision, no. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, I had visions. Yeah, I know. I mean, you talk about them. So it's like... Uh I just, I, in my whole life, when I've looked thought back after all the, you know, things I've done that have created real psychedelic visions and like real experiences, I've made the connection that like, obviously these chemicals are being released in my brain at the age of 10. Yeah. You know, like being transported at such a young age after worshiping for two and a half hours straight and then being like, boom. And you're like, I don't know if that was my imagination, but I'm like scared shitless of a bizarre but state. I went somewhere, yeah. And experienced something and then... Going to a youth pastor or even dad and being like, yo, this happened. What does this mean? And they're like, you're, you are a prophet. You've been given the gift of prophecy, Nathan. You should write down these visions and preach to them. I'm like, okay, I have powers. You know, like, that's what it was like. Everything was incur. Everything was like, this is the gift of God in you. You know, like not everyone has visions and it was like, and then I would doubt myself and then I'd feel really guilty. Like, was that real? Am I just making this up? And it was like, no, God has a plan for you and your visions. It's fucked up, man. Oh, so fucked. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been pretty soft on this podcast with the religious trauma lately. And this documentary definitely was like, let's, r- let's rile things up again. Because when we were talking about our, we have episodes on camps. We did a five-part series where every episode we talked about a new topic, and mm-hmm. one of them being camps, and that was a pretty insane episode.
1: It was. We didn't go too deep on on uh, I think certain things that this film brings up, Right. and uh, certain things of like I mean, we did talk about like how these adults were feeding things into our brains, and how could you like like looking being an adult now, like how could how could you think you were right? How mm-hmm. could you still think you were right? We went to Sadly, a memorial um, this last, yesterday, geez, a week ago already, for a girl that we were raised with that just got in a car accident and died. And uh, it was a big church event, it was incredibly triggering, and uh, it was done at our father's church, and we saw a lot of people there that were part of our past, and me and Nathan talked a lot about how triggering it was, but one of the people we saw was our old youth pastor. And uh, you hadn't watched the film yet, but man, can I tell you it was more triggering seeing them after the film after the film, because it brought back a lot of memories for me, not talking bad about this person at all. It actually was really lovely seeing them, and out of all the most out of, out of all the people that were there, they were the most welcoming and uh, I loved that because I still felt the love they gave, and there was a lot of love, but looking back to it, it's like there also was the culprit to the brainwashing um, to the children and uh, the youth pastors are the ones doing that. And I don't know why I needed to bring that up, but uh, I think it was very
0: synchronistic. I think it's just, this shit's so close to home. Yeah. Like what we're doing on this podcast. And then if we open the door to like, for us to talk about our real trauma, which we've done so much, that's why we kind of pulled away from like specific, let's talk about this part of our religious trauma is because it's just too much every week. And so, opening up this door, which we've talked about this documentary for a long time, and we just haven't watched it for very specific reasons. Yeah. And it's like we we did it now, and it's like it's all of it's very triggering. Um, and that's what also what makes it so hard is when you have these people that helped raise you, that you have these like his, ten year histories with yeah. that are basically like second dads or uncles, you know, like so close. You grew up with their kids, and all of their kids are still like diehard Christians, and They're pastors and whatnot, and you run into them, and they're just as sweet as you remember. Um, What do you do with that? You know, what, like, you don't, you catch up, right? It's like, and like, but that's also why we don't go to church. Yeah. Because every single time we go, it's a mixture of old faces and then disappointed faces and then preaching faces, and it's endless. It's like, I don't know if I have space to be dealing with this ever like so that's what makes it hard being a pastor's kid is you're going to be put like the memorial was a it was a bizarre this was a young girl that was way younger than us who was raised through the same exact youth group after we walked away yeah and we watched them go through the same youth group and it was just this feeling like we have to we we are the pastor's kids i'm leaving the church now and all of these young girls and boys that were like in kids class were like that's weird What's wrong with him? you know he's a sinner why is he walking away and then I like just was like these poor, these poor girls, these poor boys are gonna have to go through the same torment and then bam, one of them died in a car accident the age of 23 and so um, we've been faced with some just real- reality I think it's just like' we're, why we're doing this and how it's developed and evolved to being a podcast where we talk about religious trauma is very important to us um because of the reality of Uh, camps all over this country, all over this country forever and especially in the George Bush in the 90s and going to early 2000s and then the war that we, our whole lives lived through was being fought and filtered through the youth of this country and the evangelical churches and camps and we went through the same exact shit. I was just as afraid terrorists and islamic people mm-hmm. most of my life until about 20 mm-hmm. like once i finally took a college class on world religions no matter how i was out of the church for years and was making like building bridges to how everyone's a, everyone's got different religions and everyone should be accepted and why are we hating or this or that and realizing how much of the war in iraq was a christian evangelical fundamental shit that was just filtered all through us too
1: yeah and y- religion used to make money to to convince yeah. the majority of the population to vote a certain way so that the rich can stay richer and that the worst things can keep happening or that we can go to war to make more money but to use the christian population to do that and the pastor in this church like openly states that in front of the church that they they look how easy it is to manipulate politics look at what these kids are going to do for the future. We're going to win politics. It's like politics is your goal. The Bible is not about politics. I mean, I'm not that I agree with the Bible, but it's you shouldn't be using it for that and I'm pretty sure the Bible has shit to say about that, but it, it the separation of church and state is just so far from the truth. It's mm-hmm. never been separate
0: And I was going to play another clip um, that was showing that radio host who says exactly all of these things. We'll 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 just go to that next podcast. And we'll just follow up with this the next podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, Zachary? Yep. feels a little weird going over to a a game after actually talking about some some serious triggering trauma. Yeah. But here on Moral Combat... We follow the rules, which mm-hmm. is doing the same thing. So there's consistency. consistency. That's one of our rules is, is uh, longevity and consistency. Mm-hmm. So let's go over to the game cam. 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 We're back. We're playing Mario Kart 64 again, and you might be asking, why do they only play this game? 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 Maybe because
1: you're not commenting and suggesting anything else.
0: Yeah, make comments. Make comment. The other reason is because all the religious trauma we talk about, um, as it was happening as kids, this is the game we played as kids. Yep. So, there is a sweet part in our hearts when we weren't at church... Face in the dirt We were Block Fortin' it up Block Fortin' it up And last week Zach beat me Big time On big Actually no It was a really good game It, it was, was great because I, I fell into the lava And you it was did. just sucky But uh We did Big Donut 3.0 And tonight we are doing Block Fort 3.0 Zachary good luck Hey good luck dude Um uh, Let's play Yeah get smash. Best out of three We're not gonna need three don't <sighs> Yoshi don't fail me Three, two, one, Two Compost see Oh you're gonna follow me huh Haha. <laughs> oh, why did I shoot both? I freaked out. I already f- That's not a good sign. No, when you're shooting off shells, Ooh, I almost at my own donut out of panic in the idea. first round. Not a good sign. It's not the best of signs. Hello. Oh, you s- Whoa! Whoa! whoa. Oh, what a, whoa. <laughs> what a I just dodged those. That was crazy. <laughs> that was. So,
1: I, I'm gonna give myself props on that
0: quality. I can't believe go. I made that out. Oh, I thought I had that timing. How many? How long do you have a star? Okay. So far, the start of this game is looking shady. Max is shooting red shells. You're just going to stand up there? Oh, give, oh. Me, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. I want it. No.
1: <laughs> made you, made you uh, use that... Uh,
0: Oh, you hit me! Oh, you hit me! Oh, you got so lucky! You got so lucky! You hit me from top! If you get another red shell, moving it's, uh, it's I'm coming for you right now! You better get a good one. What are you gonna do? Oh, oh you I'm used gonna that. waste it? No, no, no. you just waste it. No. How is it so? No.
1: <laughs> You're starting to lose it. Come here.
0: Nope.
1: Oh! Oh, I just missed you too.
0: Oh! Oh! You're oh you got hit! Oh, you don't want to be down there. i have a bunch oh, this of green is so shells. Not good. This is really not good. This is not. You're gonna try to shoot that and hit me? Oh snap! Oh, <laughs> Take one of your shells. Oh, out. I'm out of here. Come to me. Oh! You yes. oh, get a ghost right now. I got a ghost right now. Oh yeah! You shoot that. You shoot that right now. You shoot that. Yes! <laughs> yes! You got lucky, dude. Oh, this game is stressing me (laughs) out. You can tell we've been playing it a while because we're getting a lot better. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's actually like real matches now. Okay, you're about to destroy me. Bye-bye. Oh, dude. You should probably use that star. Oh. Oh, nice. How do you get so fucking lucky? Turn around,
1: turn around, Zach! No, 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 no! no, No! <laughs> <laughs> no! no!
0: How did you do that? Yeah! Oh my God! I had three balloons. You had one. You just you got all balloons in one oh, little go that star was a perfect oh, star. I just love it. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, everybody. That was very much no. Me. That was no. great. No. Let's that do I, this again. No, I'm coming to revenge. Round now. two out of three. Cause you know, we're gonna end it on this one. No, I'm definitely not ending on this one. Let's destroy you on this one.
1: Yeah, dodge that bullet.
0: (laughs) I thought I had you. Here I come. Oops. Wasted a red shot. Not a good start. Yeah, go up to that level, I dare you. I'm gonna go to red, you stay in weird puke yellow.
1: It is a weird color, isn't
0: it's it? It's like a weird pukey yellow, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it's very, whoever designed that that
0: color. I'm coming in hot, man. I feel like they just didn't know what it was going to look like on screen. Oh, how did you get me? How did you get me? How did you get me? How did you do that? Ah! Come here, you son
2: of a bitch. Oh!
0: Oh, dude, that was close. <laughs> oh, I'm out. of. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh, shoot. Oh, <laughs> shoot. You know where I'm running, <laughs> dude. That's <laughs> where I'm going. Wow! <laughs> oh! Really good shot. Oh, I almost got that you. Ew! Okay, it's a little quiet, a little too quiet. We're focusing a little too much here. Zach's got a red shell. I have stars. I'm having a panic attack. Here I come to right below him. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> come here.
1: I'm on the run, baby. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky. You're so
2: lucky. Oh,
1: man, I just...
0: Goodness gracious! Mm-hmm. Come here, come here. Some good moves. Oh, you ran stealing the slot. That's me. Come stand something Oh, That's you got me! Deal. I thought I was gonna be able to get out of there. Uh, I kind of, I kind of played stupid there. Yeah, you kind of played that. I dumb. Did, a chicken, yeah. did a little chicken. I did a little chicken. Got a little chicken. A
1: little what you did. You're Here like we this. go, game
0: three. It's been a while since yeah. you had game three. Let's make this one quick. I'm about to smash you. Okay, let's make it quick. Uh, let, smash me, because I've, I've dinner to go eat. So, like, make it quick, please. Oh, this is fun. You Ah. stupid. You are so stupid. I don't like that. (laughs) Uh, Where are you going? Which way are you going to go, (laughs) buddy? Dude, I didn't know where you were. Where are you going? Where are you going? (laughs) I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you alone. Oh, you did it. I panicked. I panicked. I'm coming in for you hot. Ooh. Okay, this is not good for me. No. Dang it. Okay. It's touch <laughs> come, start. Here, come here. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. got hit by a green shell out of nowhere. That is just so stupid when that happens. Okay, here he comes. He's got three. I'm going in first. I got one mm-hmm. balloon. He's got two. Just for the uh, listeners. You know, here we go. Here here obviously go. know people are listening right now. Here we go. He's coming in high. He's coming in real hot. He's coming in real. Oh! <laughs> no! No, 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 no. Don't get hit by a random green. He's up top. I gotta get out of here. You are lucky. <laughs> you suck. So- oh, got you. Oh, goodness. Got you. Yes. Oh, yes, dude. You. <laughs> <sighs> That's stressful. That is very stressful right there. I thought I had you up top. Ooh, shell is in me. Oh, uh, round three. We just got a solo balloon. This is a big deal here. <laughs> oh, no. 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 Run. Run, Nathan. No. No. Oh, goodness. Yes. he's just oh. a ghost. Oh, oh, goodness. (laughs) Dodging bullets here, boys.
1: Where are you? Oh, yeah, you were a ghost.
0: Look out. We got missiles coming in from everywhere. So I just want to make it very clear right now. Okay, So loud I want to make it very clear That that was a rogue green shell That took me out That was not Zachary That played it well Hey man Part, of being, lucky. Good
1: at, part of being good at this game Is dodging rogue green shells Dude
0: <sighs> That was such a good game That was a great game One, of, one for the books That was one of the best <sighs> Block fort 3.0 I know Coming in hot oh, You still took the wind <laughs> Wind. You still took the wind out of me. <laughs> I think I've won the last four game cams, baby. You deserve it. I did. You, you lost you a lot. Went on, you went on a streak, dude. That was brutal. Now that we got you, you know, you're a little bit more um, conditioned up to, yeah. the, to the Mario You're back. Yeah, I'm back. He's back. He's back. Echo. Backyard on. I mean, garage on. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> dude, I'm just I'm a little bit wired from that game. Echo. Garage on. Oh, man. That's funny. I mean, now the backyard is turned on. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's just, every, lights are on everywhere. <laughs> the sprinklers, everything. Um, excellent match. Yeah, great game. And good cast. Thanks. And um, do I look forward to continuing our talk on Jesus Camp next week? I don't really know. I look forward to it. I look forward to having something to say. I mean, we have a lot to say. It's that it's tiring and it's hard. And it's nice when there's... Clearly there's other people out there that are making, there's so much art out there and so much creativity that has been people doing this, you know, like trying this out. So I look forward to talking about it
2: more.